You are listening to the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Seven and a half minutes past the hour. Here we go. A brand new hour underway uh, on a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Greg, Helmsy, Speedy, and Eddie Van Adler now joins the fray, uh, giving you the YouTube experience live and archived uh, there at uh, rickandbubba.com. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you haven't hit those notification bells and thumbs up and all that stuff. Do all that uh, at the YouTube channel. They tell me it really does matter. So we're glad you're here. You can catch the show every day on our YouTube channel, live and archived. If you are a Blaze TV subscriber, and why wouldn't you be, uh, you also get a best of hour as part of your Blaze TV package. So enjoy that. On the audio side, you can catch us live on Rick and Bubba, uh, the radio network, uh, the boldest radio stations in America who carry the show live. You can also catch it on our TuneIn streaming app live, or if you'd like the audio archive option, that's on our podcast channel. So all that available to you, get the show live and archived uh, in its entirety every single day. All we are missing is one, the silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the king's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome in for another edition of Rick and Bubba. Boston, been a long time, Bubba. Been a long time. <laughs> been a long time. That uh, is well, you talking of, about having a speaker? Yeah, uh, I'm telling you. That is one of the few albums that I like every single cut. Every cut, Greg. There's not, There's a, not many out there I can say mm, that about. Ain't a bad one on that one. Not a bad not one. Not a on bad it. one on it. No, uh, I should have stopped it before third the, the stage. Sec- the second one was fine. second one was good, but third, third stage, stage is not yeah. bad. Yeah. I know Amanda ruined the band. Nope. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so uh, coming up on the program today, you what a know, great song. Did y'all like that one? Yeah, uh, uh, I figured y'all didn't because I did. did. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, sure. Well, of course you did, Bob. Of course you did. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I, didn't I love like, over-manufactured like pop hits. Of course you did. Over-processed. Let I me tell you, it. when when <laughs> when somebody is weeping over a song that ruined the band, Bubba is celebrating the, the downfall of the band <laughs> and clinging to that song that'll do it. Uh, but anyway, uh, today on the program, uh, are you next? Police state is the movie uh, Dinesh D'Souza on the Rick and Bubba program today. Uh, apparently this project, he collaborated with Dan bon, uh, Bongino. Uh, and uh, so that uh, that is, we'll tell you how to, how to see that, what it's about. According to Dinesh D'Souza, he said it's a movie I never wanted to make. 
I, I hate that this movie has to be made. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, as usual, Dinesh will probably make us feel wonderful about our the state of our country <laughs> and where we're all headed. So uh, that's coming up. On that note, uh, the Wednesday Bible study back today, the study of the Revelation. Uh, we will uh, we'll be we'll be finishing up chapter twenty one today, Lord willing. Watch it live on our YouTube channel at noon central, one o'clock Eastern. Uh, the archive available soon after that. So there you go. You know, anytime I hear the the name Police State, I always think of Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation video. Do you, you know? really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. That and the the Apple ad that we had yeah. at yep. the Super yep. Bowl when right. they came out yep. with the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of kind of wild. But yep. you think about it, it's uh, no, it's it's, uh, it's a little closer to that than you'd want. Um, speaking of that, um, I'm still and and y'all educate me on this if I'm missing it. Mm-hmm. Have we ever had a situation where prosecutors went after the attorneys of someone as heavily as they've gone after Trump in this? I mean, he's got three or four of them that have been prosecuted. His, I thought everybody was entitled to an uh, an attorney, and they've argued your case. They're prosecuting the attorneys based on the case they were arguing, saying it wasn't correct, and Trump was lying, so now we're prosecuting you. I, I thought attorneys lied on your behalf. I thought that was their job. No, you're right. Am I missing something? Yeah, I, I'm not following the story, so I'm not oh. sure what you're talking about, but what you just described, uh, I've never heard, I haven't heard of, but maybe I'm just a good one. I told you earlier that that's always I mean, we gave the Nazis legal representation at the Nuremberg trials, you know? Right. I mean, good yeah. gosh. Yeah, right. Um, so. So uh, anyway, I don't know if you saw, you know, Michael Cohen, who was uh, Trump's personal attorney, has uh, has uh, been uh, testifying, and he got ran over the coals by Trump's attorney yesterday, who's a female, and they got into several heated arguments. And I don't know if there's audio and video of it. I've, I've, all I have seen is the transcripts, but I mean, they were throwing down in court yesterday. It, I thought they were going to brawl, it sounded like. Yeah, I, well, I'll have to follow that. Didn't see any of that, but uh, it sounds uh, sounds interesting. Uh, and also, I know that you were telling me uh, right as we were starting the hour. I guess the World Series is set now. Rangers mm-hmm. and Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of I kind of checked out on that after the Braves were gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought like the Phillies were unstoppable, and weren't they ahead like early in that series? Mm-mm. They they didn't win the first two games. Mm-mm. You said you checked out. I mean, how do you know? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I remember seeing, you know, that uh, they were just hitting more home runs. Like right. They were, uh, yeah, no, they, they are. Oh, they were, uh, yeah. I thought they were up, you know, in command of that. It's crazy. Yeah. I, Bubba had two game sevens in both. Uh, yeah. Oh, shocking, <laughs> isn't it? Shocking. I know that is shocking. <laughs> we needed that, didn't we, sports yeah. fans? Yep. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with any of these stories, but I can update you on season two of Virgin River. <laughs> you got so that going? I, I know, That's good, I know the Diamondbacks, right. uh, they didn't have a sparkling record, did they, Speedy? I mean... Well, you know, you got to you got to be hot, right? Yeah, Phillies didn't either, did they? <laughs> <laughs> and but they were hot as a pistol yeah, against the were. Braves. Yeah, Ooh. they were. Yeah, they were. And the Rangers putting out the, the Astros was big. Yeah. yeah, that was. We'll be back 15 minutes past the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So I will tell you that I get a lot of emails about MD hearing. 
Lots and lots of them. And, uh, you know, dealing with this with aging parents, and I remember when Dad, you know, even though he does have Alzheimer's, uh, one of the things that we try to do early on is because when he was in the early stages of it, you know, the, the fact that he got to where he couldn't hear only made the situation worse. So, you know, people like MD Hearing, uh, what they've done, we were in this situation. I remember talking to Mom and Dad and even saying, look, I'll help with this. But they found that, you know, getting hearing aids for Dad was so expensive. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was very difficult, even when you knew somebody in your family really needed them. Well, that's exactly why MD hearing was created. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, it, it, MD hearing is FDA registered rechargeable hearing aids that cost a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD hearings, new Neo model cost over 90% less than clinic hearing aids. 90%, okay? Plus, they are rechargeable with battery life that lasts up to 30 hours. MD Hearing recently cut their price in half. That means you can get high-quality, rechargeable digital hearing aids for only $297 a pair. $297 a pair. Of course, they've already sold uh, you know, one and a half million hearing aids. They offer a 45-day risk-free trial with a 100% money-back guarantee so you can buy with confidence. Now, if you're still on the fence, they were selected to be the hearing aid supplier for, for top Medicare Advantage plans, and they are a brand that you can trust. So here's what you need to do. Okay, you ready? Because a lot of you email me about this. Listen up. Here it comes. If you want MD Hearing's smalling, smallest hearing aid ever, they're very discreet, go to mdhearing.com, use the promo code Bubba, and get the new $297 a deal when you buy a pair. Head to mdhearing.com. Uh, and then use our code Bubba, and you get a pair for only $297. Go do it now. For the Rick and Bubba Show, thanks for back. Uh, for the uh, coming up this hour, Dinesh D'Souza will be with us uh, next segment, so uh, be paying attention to that today. Uh, also, speaking of those of you that aren't watching uh, are not watching on YouTube, you're getting uh, U2 on bed music right now. Um, we had a... Um, a gathering, uh, one of Scott Gorowski's, uh, what's eating Scott Gorowski's, his other son is now getting married coming up next, uh, fe- this coming February. So they had a one of those couple shower things that Sherry and I went to on Friday of last week. And how about Gorowski went to Vegas in the sphere and saw you too? He, he did. Sa- he said, wow. Wow. You know, wow. I, I, I wow. It, wow. I think it's time for another segment of that because yep. Uh, yep. with him having son a son getting married, I yep. bet he could he could add a lot to his oh, uh, yeah. list of things yeah. he wants to grow up with. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. So anyway, so he is uh he's doing well, saw him, but he said it unbelievable experience. Unbelievable. And I I, I can't even, he said I can't even put it into words. Wow. So they're saying that'll probably be the future of venues. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Could be what well. was the back when he was there, what was the background setting? Because I know it changes. Uh, well he said it changes throughout the whole show. The whole show? Yeah, so there you go. Wow. Uh, so anyway, so maybe he can tell us about that on the next What's Eating Scott Garoski. Maybe I'll get one of those down in Helena, Speedy. Okay. Boy, we boy, need to. Yes, just uh, right, there, Dome, boy. right there off Old Town. You talk about when they yeah. do that yeah. duck day. Yeah. Oh. That's nothing. And then they could just all be coming across the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right there by the amphitheater. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, the, well, this the, would replace the amphitheater. That's well, yeah, right. I guess so. They call it the Husky Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is gaining. I like this. Okay. So anyway. Right uh, by the Call would get it done. I know that. Yeah. So, uh, so that it, really and, miss him. And and also <laughs> wanted uh, want everyone to know we're there getting you go, Mark. we're getting emails on it, and we are uh, fully aware. Three on the string. Jerry Ryan had a fall. He fell. Uh, it turned out to be more serious than they thought in the beginning. Uh, but he, uh, he they they went in yesterday uh, on a brain bleed and discovered that it, it wasn't 
Uh, it went from, hey, it's not a big deal to, oh, no, it's a really big deal to, okay, it's it's a medium deal. But he, he is going the, to to recover, and uh, they did get some good news after good. getting some bad news yesterday. So uh, Jerry Ryan should be fine, but uh, keep that family in your prayers. And we got updates from Brad yesterday, and, and we're following along with that because some of you are emailing us wondering if we're aware of it, and, and we are. So, so thank you for that. So, Bubba, uh, the Republicans say they're optimistic. Uh, that they will finally get a Speaker of the House voted in on the fourth attempt. You know, I don't understand. They have the majority. Why is it so? Uh, well, the why is it such a mystery? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. can't you just get everybody in a room and poll them and go, okay, yay or nay? Well, you got to get Matty Gage to go with you. If Matty Gage doesn't go, you got problems. Well, um, we'll <laughs> see. It looks like the new guy is going to be Mike Johnson. Uh, <clears throat> I appreciate he has an easy name to say. We don't have a lot of those in the I'm news nowadays. That too. Uh, he is a Republican from Louisiana, and um, he uh, appears to have uh, what looks like the support to get through. There'll be another vote today. Who knows? And you said we're getting some emails from people in Louisiana that know him and say this is a good choice? Uh you're wanting to make me say that word. No, you? no, you don't have to. You, that, you can, I do. Uh, you can just say what the word means. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, no. this is actually a quote from Tim Burchett, Republican Tennessee. He said, uh, my wife and I were talking, and I said, if we could get somebody like Mike Johnson, we would be very fortunate. His wife agreed. Uh, he says, I think he would make an excellent choice because he's very and cerebral. Thank you, because I can't say that word. Yeah. I'm mad at you for He's very smart. Say it again. Uh, do what? Tell us what so that word is. Oh, say it again. Yeah, you said it. Okay, right. <laughs> Look, don't, speech impediments are not funny. No. They're not. Well, they really are. I mean, no, they are. Apparently, funny. you can put They're together funny, you can so put I... together a group of men, not just one, but a group <laughs> of men who and, and do a radio show, which is amazing, by the way. There's and not re- one person picking the slack up. No. Cerebral. No. Cerebral. Cerebral. Yeah, that's it's, tough, it. it's a tough word. He's very smart. If you put certain yeah. letters together, it's hard, and that's one of them. He's very smart. We are not cerebral. And the quote is, he's kind of a goober, but I dig that about him. There's an old saying in East Tennessee, he's cleaner than a hound's tooth. Okay. You got to love the lingo. That's right. You know, when you see, when I read that, I understand exactly mm-hmm. what he means. Mm-hmm. Adder, it's, Message it's okay. You can call someone a goober. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, that means a goof. goof we were, well, we were just talking to him. Apparently, in the culture that Adler grew up in, it only meant peanuts, and and we told him where we grew up. Well, there's it, it several. Had, it meanings. had dual meanings. Yeah, there's several up. meanings. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like and like booger too. No, you guys no, never been. No. I've never you got a goober in your nose. By never, the way, never. I I've never heard anybody use it as a word for that. Never. You're the only human I've ever heard. Oh my eyes! I just woke up. I got goobers all in my eyes. No. See how it works. I still, I've still never heard that. No, I'd stay away from Works that. Works good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Does it? In Calhoun County, don't tell somebody you woke up with a goober in your eyes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't. Oh, wow. Say that. Don't do that. <laughs> that woke Greg up. You see him? You see Greg come alive? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like yeah. somebody pinched him in the butt. <laughs> feel bad. So, <laughs> so back to the Speaker of the House. Right. Uh, right. He's, uh, like hopefully some, we'll get that taken. It's like somebody gave Greg a caffeine shot. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? 
I mean, he, he, it's like he snapped to attention. I, I thought the admiral walked in. You know, any any chance this cat gets voted in? Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how their uh, I don't know their procedure. Uh, surely, when they bring some of these guys forward, they think they've got the votes, right? But apparently, they have. Well, yeah, on but the others. every time they've done it, they thought they had the votes. I guess. Uh, somebody goes AWOL on them right. last minute or something. Well, and, uh, the bottom you know, line here's is, the thing: if if he goes in and has to compromise and make a bunch of rules so that anybody can throw him out as speaker, which is what uh, mm-hmm. McCarthy had to do, you, you, you're going to have the same thing again. So I, I think, you know, you're going to have to go in and go, no, nah, this this didn't work last time. So let's let's go back to the old system and we'll we'll get this done. Yeah, McCarthy, like I remember the first time you and I saw one of those boilerplate uh, contracts <laughs> that were thrown in front of us in the old, old broadcast business, and we looked at it and we said, no, wait a minute. It looks like it says here that we can never leave, but y'all can fire us whenever you want to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. This feels some, a little one-sided. In this. So uh, you're right. McCarthy went in, and the deal he cut was, "Well, if y'all don't like me, y'all can get rid of me." Really, at any moment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a good you deal when you deal. have 400 and whatever class A personalities in there. You got to deal with. I, I don't mean to kick a dead horse, but is anywhere in this article what Maddie Gates thinks about him? Because until you get Maddie uh, Gates in, let's see. Uh, if the Freedom Caucus, squarehead. Well, yeah. let, let me. <clears throat> Let me say this. The the ones who have blocked the last few speakers have not been the Freedom Caucus. Okay. It's been the more mainline conservatives. Because they thought it was somebody <clears throat> the Freedom Caucus liked. Okay, this guy, this guy, let's see, here it is. Um, he was one, uh, let's see, uh, Burchett was one of the House, one of the eight House Republicans who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. Now, that was a guy who was talking a minute ago. Mm-hmm. He said Johnson brings uh, something to the table that's lacking in Washington. So it sounds like he likes him, and he would be one of the Freedom Caucus members. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So are the anti-Freedom Caucus people, are they going to jo- be mad? we got to have well, both sides. Well, I'm trying to say, see, Johnson also scored the support of leadership from Steve Solis. Okay. Uh, uh, Mike is honest, hardworking, and principled. Um, da, 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 let's see. Uh, now somebody said Gary Palmer voiced his opinion on it, but nobody could hear him. Is that, <laughs> listen, that one right there? That you. one right there is one hundred percent. hundred percent. What'd you say? Yeah. Listen, that one gets Bubba every, <laughs> every single time. time. I've got a couple in my pocket that I always get him, and that's one of them. You know, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good. One. Gary laughs at it too. Sure, he, he does. does. He soft spoken. Look, the uh, all right. Bottom of the hour. We'll come back. So we'll see if this guy gets through. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza, uh, today another opportunity, and Friday another opportunity to see the new movie, Police State. Uh, what is the movie all about? Dinesh D'Souza will tell you that right here on the program when we come back. Stay close. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. As uh, we promised, here on the Rick and Bubba show, uh, Dinesh D'Souza is back. Are You Next, Police State, uh, is the movie, and uh, we'll tell you uh, how you can get an opportunity to see it. Uh, Dinesh D'Souza joins us now on the Rick and Bubba Show. Dinesh, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, uh, thanks very much for having me. I'm doing fine. Oh, you are a pleasure to have you. Yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, you, You say one of the quotes that's out there, this is a movie that you never wanted to make. You feel like the animal that alerts the herd uh, to approaching danger. Uh, so, police state. It, it, it seems like that um, the the title tells us 
all we need to know. Uh, Dinesh, how in the world have we gotten here that the United States of America in many ways has become a police state? Well, I, if I had to summarize in a single word what got us here, it is um, fear, because um, the three key events that were the pretext, the excuse for starting to subtract, take away our basic liberties, 9-11, COVID, January 6th. And what these events have in common is in every case, there was a, a whipped up frenzy, either real or to some degree imaginary. But nevertheless, the idea is that we are in a crisis. We are facing, um, you know, a foreign attack in the case of 9-11, a deadly virus, <clears throat> a um, an insurrection to overthrow the government. And we now need to start doing things we didn't do before, giving the government more power, mass surveillance, systematic censorship, political targeting. So a lot of the elements, the ingredients of police states begin to creep into our country uh, starting after 9-11, but really escalating under Obama and then reaching a kind of epidemic under Biden. Dinesh, do you also, I would add to the list, I know it's a little bit different, is climate change. Because there's also the, oh, no, if you don't give this up, the world is going to cease to exist. You must change this. You must give in on that. Because if not, you're doing this to save the world, Rick. That's more important than your liberty. Exactly right. And I don't think that they have so far been quite successful with right. the climate change. But the propaganda is at full blast and for exactly that reason. You know, I came to this country in... Uh, 1978 as a teenager, and I was amazed by the abundance of American life, the uh, upward mobility. But I also realized we got these basic freedoms in this country, like freedom of speech, freedom of conscience or religious liberty, right to assemble, right to petition the government, uh, equal rights and equal justice under the law. And so I fast forward now and I say to myself, is a single one of those rights today completely secure? And I think my answer, regretfully, is no. Dinesh, we were talking earlier, just watching the prosecution of the former president, uh, how they have gone after his legal counsel in all of this. Uh, and I know that probably happens. I don't follow that a whole lot. But does that, does that seem a little out of the ordinary here and kind of follow this line of how, how much the government can lean on you if they want to? I mean, there's literally nothing here that is ordinary. Even the tearful confession of Jenna Ellis um, yesterday uh, was, I mean, that was a police state performance because they put a legal gun to your head. Now, if you lived in Stalinist Russia, they would have taken Jenna Ellis and twisted arms behind her back and probably broken her nose and she would have tearfully confessed. So our police state doesn't do that. But what they do is they say, hey, Jenna, we're going to make you face five or 10 years in prison. It'll destroy your family. It'll destroy your finances. It'll destroy your life. Or you can sign here, show up with a statement that we will help you to write uh, and tearfully confess. This is um, classic police state stuff. The same with Trump. If they had made a single charge against Trump and said, hey, look, you're hanging on to these classified documents like a dog with a bone. You're not giving them up. The criminal charge is the only way to pry it out of your hands. We could look at it. But 91 charges in all these jurisdictions with a clear objective, if we cannot get him over here, we'll get you over there. I mean, this is police states tend to be one party states. 
It's not that they don't have elections. China has elections. Iran has elections. They don't allow effective opposition. And uh, and so quite clearly here, they are trying to neutralize what they consider to be the only effective opponent of the police state. Yeah, Bubba and I have made fun of those regimes you just mentioned for years where they pretend to have elections and they get like, it's always funny how they don't quite give themselves 100% of the vote. Yeah, they'll get 98 It's like 98%, you know, something like that. And of course, as you just said perfectly, if you don't vote for us, then we will ruin your life. But oh, we had elections. Uh, and, uh, and you know, I, I was thinking about the the Ben Franklin quote, and, and I think a lot of times the reason why they're the younger generation, we can see this coming a mile away because, Dinesh, as you will we'll point out in the movie, there's a history of these police states, and they all have the same characteristics, and we see them, as you're pointing out, in our very own country, but if you don't know the history, if history has been revised, if, if you don't know that the founding fathers said the reason why we want a small central government is any power you give them, they will abuse. So don't give them much. And Ben Franklin said those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a temporary safety, uh, they deserve neither liberty or safety. Uh, and all these things we've known, but it seems like there's too many Americans that don't seem to know this. Well, I I think part of the reason is that America itself has never had a direct experience of a police state. Right. And Americans are are innocent in that sense. Um, you know, we are a country defined by like Huckleberry Finn. Everything is like gee whiz. And so when Americans look for a police state, they look abroad and they look for like a Stalin overcoat or like a Hitler mustache. But our police state is it has an American accent and it has distinctive American features. And it's also kind of camouflage. And by that, I mean, our police state doesn't advertise itself as such. It marches under the banner of saving democracy yeah. and upholding the rule of law and fighting for truth against misinformation and disinformation and even affirming freedom. So the ordinary American is a bit like the antelope kind of grazing. And, uh, and, and, and even though I'm trying to say, hey, there's a look, there's a predator in the trees. They go, no, Dinesh, it's just the wind. Or, you know, maybe there's a predator, but he's going to land on somebody else's back. So the beauty of a film is you're not just telling someone something, you're showing it to them. I have a lot of ordinary Americans in this movie who feel the hot breath of the police state on their face. And I think by putting it right in front of the American people, a lot of people are going to go, whoa, I didn't realize that this was happening, not just to Trump, not just to the January 6th protesters, but to a lot of ordinary guys. So, Dinesh, this film is going to like be a case study of several people who are facing these kind of things? Yeah, there are two types of people in the film. The first type is uh, the whistleblowers, the informants, the people who lay out the architecture, how this police state is organized, because people don't understand it very well. How does it really work? Like, who's involved? Who's in charge? Who's running this thing? Um, the other type of person in the film is ordinary Americans going about their normal business, maybe participating in civic life, but not trying to rock the boat or shake the trees. And yet, they experience what Orwell calls the boot stamping on the human face. And there are a lot of those type of people in the movie. If you want to find out where you can see it, another opportunity to find a theater is today. Uh, it's, it was out in theaters on Monday. It's out in theaters again today. Uh, PoliceStateFilm.net. If you'll just go there, you'll see it'll say find a theater. Click on that. Put in your, your zip code. It'll tell you where it's showing. And if you don't have a theater near you or you can't get to see it today, there's a virtual 
premiere that is coming up Friday, and you'll see that choice available to you as well at policestatefilm.net. How did Monday go, Dinesh? What what were some of the early um, responses on, on the first rollout Monday? Well, the first thing is that the theaters were mostly sold out, and um, the reaction was electric. I went to my local theater in Texas, and it was just wonderful to see. People were blown away. I mean, some people were like crying at the end of the movie. It's 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 not because I use the techniques of cinematography to create a sort of horror movie. It's more that it, they don't realize like, wow, this is not the America that I grew up in, that we are in a different country. And of course, the significance of that is that we need to have a different way of responding politically, socially, culturally to this new situation. And um, and so we did very well in the theaters Monday Today is the, the second and last day to see it in the theater. And I made the film for the theater. So if you can see it in the theater, it's really cool. It's a very cinematic movie. But if you can't, as you said, Friday, a virtual premiere. By the way, the full screening of the film and then a live Q&A with Dan Bongino and me to follow and all for the price of a movie ticket. So I know the movie, I'm, we don't have to get into the movie. Maybe you can give us just before we wrap up. What we're finding with our audience, Dinesh, and you may be getting similar responses, is people say, first of all, this movie's important because those of us that are, you know, Bubba and I'll be 60 next year, see, we can see the changes. But if you're young, and this is the only America you've ever known since 9-11 on, you may not be able to compare the two, and this movie will help you do that, and that's important. But what we get from our audience is almost a despair of they don't feel like there's anything they can do about it. But this movie will help there as well, right? Absolutely. Look, we are not in a full-fledged police state. Frankly, if we were, uh, A, I don't think I could have made this movie. Right. B, we, not, we might not even be having this conversation. <laughs> um, that's a full-fledged police. Once the jaws of the police state slam shut, there's not a whole lot you can do. Really, the only thing you can do and try to do is run. Get out, get your family out, get your money out. And um, so, but we're not there yet. And there are a number of ways for individuals, but also for institutions to fight back. There's a very important censorship case coming up before the court. Now, the court said, we're going to hear this in the spring. It's Missouri versus Biden. And um, unfortunately, by deferring it to the spring, this means that censorship will continue. It's continuing now. It'll continue for the next six months. But guess what? I mean, the court has a chance to administer a massive drop kick. Um, to government-sponsored censorship. It doesn't mean that the private platforms can't do their own censorship. YouTube can do it, Meta, Facebook can do it, but the grubby hands of the government are likely, I think, to be pulled out of it. And that itself will represent at least some progress. Dinesh D'Souza, thank you for being with us today. Thank Again, you, sir. go to policestatefilm.net. Uh, find it in a theater near you today because it was designed for you to see it in a theater. If that's just not possible for you, there's the virtual premiere uh, that will be coming up this Friday. Both of those options are available to you at policestatefilm.net. Dinesh D'Souza, thank you so much for what you continue to do for America, and thanks for being with us today. We'll be right back. I play. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thank you for being with us. So Dinesh D'Souza, thank him for being with us. And the movie is uh, out today. And then again, the virtual premiere coming up on Friday. And, you know, these are things, Bubba, that we've been talking about on the show for a while. And, uh, you know, and he's right. You know, th throughout history, one, one of the great ways that, that uh, tyrannical central governments grab power is to scare you. 
they, they scare you into giving up your liberty and then they take it because it's for your own good. And then they never give it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right. Funny. Yeah, that's, Human that's, nature yeah. is the same yep. everywhere. Yep. The forefathers tried to break away from that, but they knew we would eventually drift back, and that's why they put in yep. so many checks and balances, and a lot of those have been eroded over the last 250 years. It, it is it is no more complicated than what we said in that interview, and we've said on this show so, uh, several, several times. The reason why the founders warned us about a giant, central government is that they can't handle power any power you give them they will abuse and they will use it against you and they will take your liberty with it so don't give them any and in the original design they weren't given many and what we've done is we give them another one then we give them another one then we give them another one and then we turn around and go wow they're abusing the power mm-hmm. we, well yeah that that uh central governments have abused their power throughout the fall of mankind and uh, and the founding fathers had just fled from that and they said, "Look, if you if we do if we set it up again, you got to have a central government just for organization, uh, and for basically the role uh, like, like God lays out in Romans thirteen to kind of keep order. But do not give them a lot of power because any power you give them, they will abuse, and mm-hmm. and they have, and they do. It and is they do human it. behavior, sadly. In our setup, it's not a king; it's government agencies. Right? It's you know, it's the, the EPA, EPA, the yeah. IRS, yeah. Right. the uh, the FBI, the CIA, the." I mean, it just goes it just goes on and on. So I saw a, I saw an interview Tucker Carlson did. I don't know how old it is, if it's new or old, but it was uh, hitting social media and gaining some steam. And it was it was uh, he was interviewing a gentleman that was um, uh, he he wasn't born here. He was right. international, and he said the U.S. is never going to be defeated externally. It's all it's going to be internal. We and played he, that yesterday. Okay, you did. Yeah, okay, did. Yeah. and it, it's really a, a an amazing perspective because he's like, there's some major cities I wouldn't even go live in. Yeah, that was that was the president of, El, of El Salvador. We, yeah. we were like a third world. He was said, you know, at one time, if you living in a third world country, you kind of desired to go to American yeah. cities. He goes, but now I can't see any difference. Yeah, uh, and I that really hit home because yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. So uh, the ongoing uh, Bud Light controversy m- takes another step. Uh, it, it, we, we now well, they, they've decided to go as manly as they can, yeah, right? And yeah. they have now got a sponsorship with UFC. The UFC. UFC. Yeah, yeah. I said that wrong. Yeah, you did. said UFC. You you For some reason, I thought Central Florida had made, had made, <laughs> had made a deal with them. I can't stop thinking about Malzahn. <laughs> right. And, uh, but uh, so the, the UFC. Lake, Malzahn, but, beer. It all adds yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody emailed me, and I wasn't, and they didn't specify this, but they said, "Have you have you been watching Bud Light? Um, have you been watching them try to go back the other way and go as masculine as they possibly can?" And I was like, "No, I, I'm not aware of that. I, I haven't seen that." But I guess this is what they were talking about. One of the things they're doing. So they're going. To, so the UFC has announced that Bud Light is the official beer in partnership with Anheuser Busch. So. Will UFC fans, this is the key, this is when you know whether your product can be saved. When the UFC says Bud Light is our official beer, does that make them like Bud Light or be disappointed in the UFC? Mm. That's where you That's know. the question. That's the question. Man, wonder what kind of does, does this make Bud Light more masculine or does it make the UFC more gay? Yeah, I mean that that's that's, it. That, that, uh, that's that's the question. What and what kind of check did uh, Bud Light have to oh, write to be the official? Oh, I, I heard it was one. like a hundred million. 
I bet it's a big one. But um, is this their last stand? If they, I mean, they you know, the commercials to are to trying to gear them up a little different too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're going 180 degrees the other direction. It's no micro wrestling, but I mean, they're yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If they would have turned it down, that's where it would have ended up. Adler, you're a big UFC guy. I uh, am. And, and where where are you on this? Because you would be maybe a test case. I think that they, I think this is a good move for Bud Light. I think they're going to be seen more. It's good. we're we're talking about it. People are going to talk about it. Um, they've got the money still to 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 fork over it and dana white has never said no to a check ever in his entire life oh no, no he uh, the sponsorship deals in the ufc are something that are talked about a whole lot because people have claimed for a long time that that money doesn't really make its way to the fighters the fighters when it comes to professional athletes they are paid way less than when, if you look at the nba the nfl that kind of thing uh in fact the bud light had a deal with the UFC a long time ago, and this is a famous post-fight interview with Brock Lesnar, who was a WWE star who made the transition to the UFC because he had that high or he had that college wrestling yeah. background. So he was a legit wrestler. So he was able to, to do well in the UFC, won the heavyweight championship. This is a a famous interview after a fight. It's it's very short. Okay. Um, and Joe Rogan is talking to Brock Lesnar. The UFC and Bud Light have a deal going on, a big deal. And Brock Lesnar says this about Bud Light. I'm gonna go home tonight. I'm gonna drink a Coors Light. That's a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. Okay. And okay. then after that fight, <laughs> oh my God. so that was really bad. <laughs> oh, that no. was really bad. Oh no! Uh, and so after that fight in the press conference, uh, Brock Lesnar is holding a Bud Light, sipping from it, and be like, "This is so good. It's a great Sorry beer. About that. I love it. <laughs> I love our new deal." I, I, I didn't didn't mean mean to, into the carpet. Yeah, so uh, that th- so there's a history there, and it's pretty funny. Well, don't think that the UFC didn't realize because you know how we are we're all fired up about hey we're mad it's it's died down the people are going back probably drinking bud light that, that claim they were never going to drink it again and yeah. they've let it die down long enough because you know how we are oh yeah and we love the ufc so we're really not going to that you will see no effect on the ufc so it will help bud light uh, i it, think so it will help bud light and it won't be a detriment to the that's UFC. what i that's will, what y'all will think. they totally. come back to being top one or two beers? oh now that i don't know probably but, Probably. I think just time itself would have took care of that. This is Bud Light's way of telling UFC fans, you, the UFC thinks it's okay for you to drink Bud Light again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I go on down the road. It's going to take a minute, but it'll top work the, out. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Bubba, the ever-changing world in which we live, all the different media, all the different platforms, all the different stuff. And, of course, you and I have always, always pulled the curtain back and showed everyone how uh, our industry works, and whether it hurts feelings or not, uh, if this industry cannot make a profit and cannot produce revenue, uh, these shows will no longer be available to you. That is it. That's, That's it. the bottom line. Now, you know, we might go put together a little podcast you can go find and not go out and try to get any ads, but I'll tell you this, we better ha- either be fully retired with a great retirement plan or we better be doing something on the side uh, because we'll just be doing it uh, for the fun of it at that point, and we do enjoy doing it. So, uh, you know, our, our friends at Blaze Media, you know, you can imagine any time, you've seen all the different conservative uh, networks go through this where, you know, the, the, the council culture goes out there and they try to keep people from seeing certain things. I mean, it really is modern day censorship. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. So, uh, electronic pirates. Yeah. So blaze news, 
uh, which is uh, the the website uh, for Blaze Media, they they have they have uh, declared independence from you know being uh, you know held hostage by. You know they'll they'll take people who buy ads, and then uh, you know some of these different uh, big tech companies will go out and filter and keep their their information and their news stories from getting to you. Thus, that doesn't help the advertiser either. Uh, so they they don't want to be uh, held um, you know hostage by that anymore. So here's Glenn Beck uh, kind of talking about the next move, and he said this is they're trying to get themselves into position so they can communicate with you, the audience. Uh, uh, without anyone, you know, standing in the way between you and them with this 2024 election coming up. So here's Glenn talking about it. Now, where are you going to get that news? My Facebook page has been throttled since July by more than 90%. So if you follow me, you click and say, hey, I'm one of the millions that I want news from Glenn Beck. You're not getting it. Only 10% of what I post goes out to people who want to read my stuff. We are a monster on social media. Monster. No longer. I have been talking to you about big tech censorship for a while. And it is time now because we're entering a time when the attack and the final cutting of our throat, I believe, is coming. So the Blaze is about to make a major uh, step. Blaze Media is declaring our independence from big tech ahead of the 2024 election to ensure that we can keep bringing you the truth no matter what, but we can't do it without you. Here's what happens. When we write a story, it costs us money. We get our money from advertisers. They cut all of our advertising potential. They do that by demonetizing us and depressing us. So when I have a story I want to get out and you to see, they not only stop you from seeing it, they also demonetize us so we can't make any money on it. Well, you can't do what we do without making money. When publishers host ads on their website, Google and other major ad exchanges can send bots, and these bots crawl the, their pages for content that they deem is unsafe for advertisers. After finding something they don't like, think the Hunter Biden laptop, something they don't like, COVID origin stories. <laughs> Uh, the Palestinian stories, the truth about what's happening in Israel, the truth about what our country is doing with our money in Ukraine. When they find these things, they demand the ads be removed from the, quote, offending article or else the entire website will be demonetized. When we say, no, this is the truth, they bury the unsa uh, unsafe content so deep in their algorithms that it makes it impossible for anybody to find. This is the ghettoization of media. This is what they are doing, putting us behind a wall, just like the ghettos. You can talk all you want, but nobody's going to hear you because you're, gonna, you're behind a wall. Now, we've been dealing with this every day for years. But as soon as Biden was elected, it became much, much worse. And we are done playing the game. <clears throat>
I've got several things to announce today. If you go to blaze, theblaze.com right now, you will see a complete redesign. This is bigger than you think it is. Um, you will see um, that it has been a redesign that has news articles, opinion, analysis. Now it also has lifestyle, sports, tech commentary, and more is coming. What you will not see are any ads at all. There are no pop-up ads. There are no non-pop-up ads. There are no toenail fungus ads. <laughs> there are no ads whatsoever. There are no ads that make it look like you're looking at a story, but you find out it's not a story. I knew you would cry. This is why this is a big deal. I knew you would cry. We kick the ad exchanges to the curb. It will allow us to better serve you. Because you're not going to be distracted by the annoying ads. And we won't be distracted by wondering whether big tech will allow us to monetize the traffic we generate. We'll be relying on your direct support for all of it. I have felt since 2010, the only people that should be between us is, is you. There should be no one else between us. We should have no other master than serving you. This is not possible without you, and we're counting on you to make sure that we can continue to bring you the truth and our big tech overlords be damned. The other reason why we're doing this is we need to have a direct contact with you. We want you want you want the Blaze News, you want your programs then we have to have direct contact or it will be scuttled by algorithms. So you know, we are taking a huge risk. We are investing in more quality content, including expert analysis, insightful commentary, investigative reporting, really good stuff in the works on that. And we're cutting out the middleman and going all in on you. Millions of people read the articles we publish every day. If you find value in this work, we're asking you to blaze, visit theblaze.com right now and subscribe to Blaze News. Costs you less than a cup of coffee per month to get quality content, the best content we've ever delivered. Um, if you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, the Blaze News subscription is already included in your Blaze TV subscription. So check your email for more information about these uh, these uh, changes but all i want you to do right now is just go to theblaze.com and just look at the new ad-free experience and you'll see for yourself how we're pri prioritizing you trying to give you what you need and trying to take everybody else out between us this is critical if we are to survive so Glenn almost made it without crying, mm. but he did get upset. He teared up. And, and he's, you know, these news, you know, the conservative news and all that, they're, they're running into this and they're trying to find a way to be able to get the message to the audience. And if, um, big tech is going to decide what people on their platforms can see and can't see and devalue these things to advertisers, you know, I guess they're, they're saying, well, maybe subscription on the, 
on the website will work just like it does on the, the rest of the programming. So, you know, interesting take yeah. Yeah. Uh, at how to uh, attack this problem. You know, one of the things that I'm more interested in, Rick, and this this is an ongoing series, uh, different microphones and mic holders at Glenback. I know. That and thing I mean, was phenomenal, uh, by the way. Uh, that you, white microphone was that? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he's had all kind over the year. I'm always amazed at the, yeah. the latest and greatest yeah. thing sure. that they've yeah. come up with. Oh, yeah. Do you like the wide? Is it? It's I did. very clean. I yeah. Does it d- distract? Yeah. I like the too bracket wide? too. Coming. Yeah, yeah. I, I like his setup. I don't know that I would have gone with white, but I like the setup. I'd like to see it up close. Yeah, man. I would too. Yeah. Uh, he he's invited us out there. We have to go sometime. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Coming from Sweet Home Alabama to the rest of the world on various platforms, live and archived. It is the Rick and Bubba Show. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here. Wednesday Bible study back today, noon central, 1 o'clock Eastern, on the Rick and Bubba YouTube channel. Uh, that's when you can catch it live. If that doesn't work for you, then you can catch the archive, which is available on our YouTube channel or our podcast channel pretty soon after, within the hour after as well. Say hello to Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here, and hello right back to you. We mentioned kitty cats uh, in the in the last uh, the last hour. Th- this was a story that uh, we talked about years ago too. Is uh, so we have everybody. Uh, let's see, Helmsy and Adler are the only two that would have what we call really young children. The rest of us all have adult children now, and you kind of forget uh, some of the things you did as a dad. And I, I told y'all this story several months back. When one of uh, the the one that just got married, one of the ones that just got married, because we've had two sons get married uh, this year, uh, in within thirty days of each other. Hey, oh, thanks, right. guys. Thanks, guys. I'll get it all done. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Get By the way, done. if that if that was daughters, it couldn't have happened. No, but but, Rick. No. but anyway, um, they, they're now telling me things that I did as a as a parent that I didn't had influenced, <laughs> and and I'd like to hear something good. Yeah, and, well, yeah and, normally. And one of the things ties into this story is that my son said that Dad, do you realize that in my adult life? That one Chinese restaurant that you messed with us about that I never have eaten there because I thought it was true. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, you told us they serve cat meat. Rick. And he said, he said, you were messing with us that we were eating cat meat one time in there. And he goes, you know, I never went back to that restaurant. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you never told us that wasn't true. And I said, did I never tell y'all that I was just messing with you? And he said, you also told us that that white stuff that they put on top of some of this was, it was packing material. And and that we that we shouldn't eat it, and I I never have I won't eat that stuff, and I and I said you know That's the you know we're talking about the the spongy white stuff yeah. that looks like looks like, like uh, noodles, but it's but it's white and looks like styrofoam. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. I told them that. Like I told it was made from packing materials, <laughs> and um, but I never went back and you told gotta them go different. back and clear that up. Well, this is not gonna help. Uh-oh. A thousand cats. Big number. That's a, a big cats. number. Start a thousand count to a thousand. I know. I think it's a huge <laughs> number. Uh, as a matter of fact, Wingo said he saw that many ducks. Yes, here he uh, A thousand hey, cats. Please, all hey. right. A thousand cats rescued in China, and this is what I don't. Who rescued them from being slaughtered and sold as pork? Mm. Our mutton and or mutton. Our yes. mutton, which is sheep. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So, so, so they they weren't even te- they. They admit we're getting cats, but we're going to call it something different. Yeah, they just pretended it was uh-huh. other. It, it, it was a well, different. If you meat. don't know the difference, no harm, no foul. I'd like to know how it tastes. 
uh, before we were all uh, being all bad. Who in China cares enough to save these cats? Because I, I figured it, it was actually police. It says police in China. Well, yeah. it says they were tipped off by an animal activist. Here we go. Group. Can you have animal activists okay. in China? Well, the, the fact that they were, if they were going, hey, we're eating cat. I guess the violation is we're we're. Yeah, they, selling you something under false. They intercepted a vehicle that was traveling that transports the cats yeah. that they get yeah. and busted them. But we do have too many cats, and that led them to the place. Yeah, they just added you know a thousand to them. Yeah, they do. They do have. They do, there are too many stray There's cats. A lot of cats. We're, and not they, eating a, we're not eating a cat. Why? They, uh, they said they got tipped off and they started watching where this supposedly was happening, and they noticed they patrolled it for over six days, and they noticed that the truck was ferrying cats to, and making a round to a slaughterhouse and back. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I mean, even the Chacoms don't eat cat. Bubba, I love... supposed to be pork. Right? I, I, I mean, love Chickens this. are looking up going, what's the big deal? Yeah. I, well, if you, we I, I will say this. Going, if, if you ain't stay, nobody rescuing us. If you stay in the white meat genre, then you might can get on your high horse a little bit. But once you go to dark meat, yes. when you go to dark meat... Are you going to do the dark meat thing? Well, I'm talking any animal, it's all the same. I mean, if you're eating... Well, a, we've eaten a lot of different types of animals, and I will have to say there is, you know, the preparation is key, but when you really get down to the meat part of it, there's not that much difference. Not dark meat. White meat, you know, it, it, it's, like a, it's a different experience. Legs. No, that's fine. If you, you can eat a chicken leg you and a like cat a leg. leg. I did when I was five. Yeah, right. You were five. Yeah, I don't, I don't eat chicken I, legs. I, as a grown-up, I didn't eat them. No. no I, 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 I'm, would you, I'm would you chicken move breast. past the chicken I'm leg? I'm chicken breast, chicken breast. No. If there's no chicken breast but just a chicken What's leg, that? do you eat a chicken leg? I don't. I, I really not. No. So you starve. Do wow. you ever eat chicken at I just restaurants? eat another meat. Yeah, I, I, uh-huh. I do. I love... Uh, yeah, but I get grilled chicken breast. Mm-hmm. If you eat like a, a taco chick- at a Mexican restaurant, their chances are they're using chicken thighs because chicken thighs taste better. No, they will throw. I've noticed that. I, People are all on fire about chicken thighs. I love them. Yeah, Give but, them to me. If you don't want them, send them my way. But, but, but what, I don't, what I don't understand is because these certain animals, they just got a, good, a better PR campaign. They really we know there are certain cultures that think we're weird for not eating dog because mm-hmm. they do. Right. Yeah. So who are and we? And there's some we think's weird because they won't eat a cow. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so what it is really whatever your culture demands. And I didn't know the Chinese were anti eating cat openly. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That, so I guess they aren't. You know, even in our culture, there's some uh, folks that don't like venison or deer. Mm-hmm. And we pointed out all along. I mean, they're the the lean, mean. You know, really, when you get down to it, they're the wide receivers. And, yeah. And yeah. we we're eating cows, which are the linemen. You know, mm. it's a it's a much leaner meat. Yeah, so, I just don't want to eat, eat uh, like an animal that I can sit on my lap and pet. Well, that's no, the point. But what if, if you did? But what if they never were domesticated? I mean, right. guys, no if, if you chicken, then if you eat a squirrel, you better not say anything about it. Which I won't. But yeah, I eat squirrel. But if you eat a squirrel, I've eaten rabbit. Rabbit's good. If you eat a squirrel, do not get on your high horse about eating eating dark meat. It's a rabbit with a fluffy tail. We used to eat rabbit sandwiches all the time. Barbecue. I love rabbit. Our grandmother made rabbit. The only bad thing is sometimes I had some shot in it from the shot. Well, you got to try to get that out when you're, you know, preparing it. That and dove. I actually will order rabbit at a restaurant. 
Rick, I did, no, I have. It's no, great. I, I don't want to eat rabbit. Again. I, did, I love. I rabbit. ate it as a kid. But I love I rabbit. Really, uh, Peter Cottontail. I, I just, like rabbit. Yep. Uh, so, are they in trouble for slaughtering cats or for pretending the cats are pork and mutton? Is I that think, the problem? I think that's probably it. Uh, you know, like I said, even the ruling party wants to know what they're eating. Like if I've got a, <laughs> but if I put say a food trailer out and it was called Kitty on a Stick, yeah. and, I, and I'm being straight up about it, am I okay? Well, I I, I, you know, you'd have well, to ask someone well versed in the Chinese culture. I don't know. Right. It does say in the article North that they're, Korea, they're passing it off to to what you're saying is is the mutton or pork, but it's really That's cat, and it's four dollars. It, it it says here that. Um, the operation can sell a pound of cat meat for okay. four dollars by passing them off as something else. But can they sell cat meat and yeah. say you're eating cat meat? Yeah. What he's saying is it legal to do it? Are right. they in trouble for the cat? <clears throat> or are they in trouble for misleading? That's yeah. There, there is it later down. It says there's there's calls for stronger protection of the cat. Uh, I don't see cats struggling. It looks like to right. me they're doing fine. Uh huh. It looks like breed. China has banned the selling of dog and cat meat. Hey, but those that. wet markets, y'all, they're selling pangolins and yeah, bats and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Lay it on the ground like and you pull go by a pangolin out of nowhere. Yes. yes. Okay, it's what awesome. is a pangolin? I don't know. Remember, That's, we researched it one day. It's a, it's a weird looking It's like, like an armadillo meets an anteater. Yeah, yeah that tastes good. Good night. Have y'all ever wanted to have an anteater as a pet? I think that'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. They'd eat all the ants out of your yard. That old weird tongue they got. Oh, boy, I could reach out. You talking about an aardvark? That thing looks can, like a dinosaur. Imagine really if you needed the ketchup, though, with that tongue. I know I know that I can go to certain... What if certain... you could train him, though, and you gave him, like, a cool name? Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Like Ed the Anteater. Yeah. yeah. And he could go out, and you could, he would do tricks and stuff with that long tongue. Like, he could get the mail out of the mailbox for yeah, you and bring it, it in. Ooh. It'd be a little sticky, but he, he could go get it. <laughs> sure. Roll so the I, trash can, something that like that. I know weird. that I can get venison at a restaurant. I can get rabbit at a restaurant, Lame. quail at a restaurant. Yeah. But can you go, I know that I get deer meat from a deer processor, but is there any commercial version Ooh. of like going into the store and there's deer meat? I don't, I don't know. I know people buy it from processors. Yeah, you talking about a, raised and just. Yeah, yeah like farm like new cattle. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think so. I don't believe so. They, well, uh, they got like ground bison at my grocery store. But yeah, that bison is, yeah. Elk. Bison. Elk is really elk. good. I mean, yeah. elk. Yeah. Nail guy's good. Nail guy's real good. I ate a buffalo burger at Ted Turner's restaurant. Really? Ooh, the nail guy. In Atlanta. If they were going to herd and raise something, nail guys. If that was some good meat. Good. Devil's horse. I don't think they can keep it hemmed up, though, is a problem. He's <laughs> running through the fence. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back. Thank you for being with us today. And we'll do uh, some phone calls before the hour is done. But, um, you know, we're learning a lot about uh, with this conflict in the Middle East uh, about how uh, the Israelis operate militarily. And, Bubba, you uh, you noticed a story that, uh, and I think I saw something about this as well, but uh, about the Linus group. Yeah, they have what they call the Linus unit. Now, not and, Linus uh, like Charlie Brown, no, like, like a, a lion. Female a female lion. A female lion. <laughs> it's in the uh, part of the Israeli Defense Forces, the IDF. Now, this unit, Rick, is made up of a commander and 12 soldiers, all female. Mm-hmm. And they are sent in to very specialized situations. Currently, they have been credited in this current conflict with 100 confirmed kills of Hamas fighters. Mm -hmm. That doesn't surprise me in the least. I mean, no, it doesn't me either. Because we know they're meaner than men are. No question. I mean, no doubt. No question. You know, this, I understand that men can be dangerous 
because of the the way men are made. But when it comes to a resolve to destroy, mm. uh, I, I, I think women they I would much rather. I mean, you see this. We tell stories about this all the time, guys. Anytime we have a project going on, these grown men doing the project, contractors, subcontractors, they have no fear of us, but they're terrified of our wives. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. terrified. Yeah. Well, they, uh, Rick. Especially Gary. Gary's terrified of Sherry. <laughs> they <laughs> said you won't that cut under that they, they have been credited with fighting off a terror attack on an army base that helped to liberate an area that was right on the border. Um, and they have also been working, it looks like in retrieving, um, uh, some hostages. So, um, they're multi-talented, it appears. It did say there is a little bit of a setback. They're really only good for about one week of the month. Hey. And, uh, so, and, and, uh, but, it, but during that <laughs> time, Rick, the, send it right to him. The, don't they'll, don't they'll even kill, copy me. Y'all. They'll yeah. kill hundreds. You know, Paramount the, uh, Plus has, uh, an original, <laughs> uh, show out called Linus and, and it's about, it's actually special op from the U S but their whole thing is they, they train operatives to go and become friends with wives or girlfriends of a known terrorist so they can infiltrate that group and then take the main person out. That's the whole you know, premise behind the the movie. It's pretty good, actually. It's a really good show. Um, but if you like the CIA, you know, operative Na- Navy SEAL type of movie, it's that's kind of what that's about. But this here, mm-hmm. you got you a, a whole group that that are like, hey, we're, we're special forces, special right? forces, yeah. and we'll go get you. Highly yeah, trained good. Israeli women ready to kill. Yeah, you know, yeah. they uh, they one of them is quoted here saying, "We are going to eliminate terrorists." I mean, that's their thing. They just say that's what we do. Yeah, it's kind of like the movie. We and it, it, I hate to say the name of it, but y'all know which ones I'm talking about. The Brad Pitt movie where they were Jewish in World War II, and I'm not going to say the name of it. Oh, Inglorious. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it. yeah, boy. It's twice as uh, fucked up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, technically, and, it's and not you a know, bad word. There it goes again. It's legit. <laughs> but but their whole group was put together to go behind the lines in World War Two, mm-hmm. and and Brad Pitt, you know, his and he had this real funny accent. He said, "We're gonna kill Nazis. That's mm-hmm. all we do." Careful. I uh, but the uh, he's gonna say it. Greg's gonna say but it. But no, think about this. Though. <laughs> Here it goes. He's gonna no, say no, it. no. I'm just saying. How about this when all the bear, female? Hey, all... how about when the bear came out of the cave to question mm-hmm. the suspects? You remember that with a baseball bat? Woo, they were serious. Yeah. All, right, all female special forces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a group of cheerleaders try to get along? Imagine if they had weapons. Oh, wow. I mean, they'd be shooting at each other. I know. Well, okay, they, <laughs> they're not going to get along. They try to take their rage and put it out on yeah, the enemy. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. focus on somebody. They've yeah. got targets. They Greg. said they started to have them mixed in with another, you know, men, kind of a biracial deal. And they said uh, the men got tired of being told how to drive the Humvee. So, <laughs> so they, they basically just and let by them have gender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like. Yeah. Well, one of them shot one because she gave her dirty look. Yeah. You know, so they don't like that. Right. So they were. But imagine, it was gonna imagine be, all that though worked up and then you have Hamas terrorists that, that's, you know, you've got the green light to go after. Well, I want you to think about this, okay? Because they're using their, their meanness in, in, a, in a positive way. Look how young they are too. But well, you're, you're required in Israel to yeah. serve both men and oh, women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. matter of fact, my assistant coach, sir, she has a sister that's serving right now. Highly mm-hmm. trained. Yeah. Yes. Highly trained. Well, yeah. Tim Wilson, we used to laugh about it. He had a whole comedy bit, you know, when he was still with us. About, he married an Israeli uh, woman, and, and she was the one that got up to check about when there was a noise in the middle of the night. That was, that was <laughs> his she, quote. She, she let her go take care of it because she could put together an M16 in, in, in the dark, you know. Dr. Ruth. <laughs> 
The old sex lady? Yes. Can you talk about You don't have to call her that. Everybody knows who Dr. Ruth is. Anyway, she was trained. You know, she's Jewish, and and she was trained, and she was talking about how she could shoot a weapon, and she was qualified and all, even when she was just old. Yeah. She's dead. That's great. Dr. Ruth. I can't help what she what her profession was. I saw it was kind of neat, but we all knew it. We'd have to be told. Dr. Ruth. You yeah. served to Picture Dr. Ruth in, the, in that uniform. Right I don't there. want to picture Dr. Ruth doing anything. Right? <laughs> okay. Rick, some she of those was girls look like they could be cheerleaders at the, at the local To college. Greg's point. Down, to yeah, Greg's point. You've, you've ever seen tiger. how cheerleaders treat each other. They all get mad. I was reading that this all-female squad, they have a really hard time deciding which MRE to prepare. To prepare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they can never decide. Right. Wow. See, we're even afraid to do these jokes because we think they'll come after us. That's good. I started mumbling. We're not good. I mean, I threw out my sexuality, my gender. I mean, we're just rambling around because we're afraid of them. I mean, well, I want y'all to think about this. She's okay? still alive. Dr. Ruth's still alive. She's 95. I want good you to think night. about this. Well, and she's still, no she may be over there fighting. I still have lots of it. Yep, she's still at it. Listen to this. Right now, you're told the following one of two scenarios. You're just a random person. Hey, the guys, Rick, Bubba, Greg, Speedy, Hounds, Adler, they're, they're upset with you and, and they want to have a word with you. Or, hey, man, all the wives of the show are furious and they want to have a word with you. Mm. Mm. I'd much rather sit down and face us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. You remember my wife told, told the builders one time. That made me scared to even say that. Don't say that again. <laughs> right. My wife told the builders, I want to punch you in the face right now. I know. And, and he she got told worried. you that. Like, right. Yeah. She said? Yeah. He said, your husband probably does, too. And I was like, yeah. Mm, right. Uh, I just went to voice it. I just went to voice it. Right. I was right. thinking it. Yeah. Right. Well, she was pregnant and, and uh, mm. ill. Let's mm. just say they weren't meeting their deadline. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. They've got that hormone factor. She, yeah, she snapped. It's she a game like, changer. Oh, yeah. It's, they, they, those hormones, buddy, they, they – Hey, hey. Buddy. It's a burr under the side. Well, it, it, but they, they are, they're hearing voices the rest of us are not. Yeah. <laughs> they sure that. are. I mean, and, and buddy, they can go into a, um, a, 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 they can be, they can get a resolve to get you. You know what I mean? Resolved. <laughs> the Linuses are coming. Oh, no. Oh, come. no. Yeah. I mean, you can't even, you can't get a, a group of women that are bent on coming after you. There's nothing you can, you can say this will look bad. Mm. You can say, don't do this. This is what if they if they're after you, it's over. Do you think we ought to have a couple of years of military service in our country? If, if after I didn't have to do it, I would say yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. you, you know, it wouldn't hurt. I could have yeah. used. I love I love putting that on other people. You're right. That, that's that's what what I, yeah. yeah. generation. I think from a maturity standpoint, it's desperately one hundred percent. I will tell you. No, 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 I'm going to say this, and I think I've said this before. On the, show. the lack of fathers uh, would make a big yeah. difference too. I think. I think I said this on the show before, but I remember it, and it was what's eating Scott Garoski. I was talking about, you know, how far do I continue to make my sons play football until it's their choice? He said, well, you got to figure that out because he said, right now for us, it's the closest thing to the military we got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, he said, and so the benefits of military and the benefits of football mm-hmm. can be similar. So hold them in as long as you can. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it'll do them some good. That's right. So uh, uh, I do want to hit one more thing, though, because I, I, I know where the caller like uh, Joshua, and, he, and he's right to ask those questions. I, I do want you to know, that, you know, because you hear this sometimes, well, shouldn't all these things be free? And, and what about these speakers that are going out and getting honorariums and getting paid? I, I don't know. Sometimes when people start this about people that are in full-time ministry, you know, some of the guys that come to our conference, uh, we pay them. Some of them we don't uh, based on what their situation is. 
but the ones that are getting paid uh, and, and the things about people doing full-time ministry are, are just getting paid for the ministry that they do uh, when they're out teaching and whatever. The Bible clearly, clearly says that they have the right to that money and we should give it to them. Uh, so I know sometimes that's uh, you know demonized or whatever, and, and and I would give you some some verses, uh, Philippians four, sixteen through nineteen, um, Acts six twelve, uh, is and 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 then there's there's others. You know, Paul talks about it, uh, and and you know, even Paul even said that in some of the churches pay him, and he has the right to it. He said, I'm not going to ask the church at Corinth to pay me because they gripe about it so much, so I'm just going to provide for myself. But he said, I have a right to it. I just don't like your attitude about it. So I'm not going to have you holding that against me. And he says, now my other brothers that y'all are paying, that you are supporting, they have a right to it, and we all do who are doing this. And so the Bible does not frown. Now, do people need to be good stewards with money, and are there charlatans out there? Of course there are. But this concept of, hey, there's there's people being reached and discipled, and the people that are doing it are getting paid when they go out and do it, or their expenses are covered, or they're being supported. Scripture says they have the right to it. So that isn't wrong. Now, what I said to you about trying to make men's ministry work and all the expenses and all this stuff, that is true, but would it be wrong for all the men who work on those conferences, and some of them will, that they leave with income for their family. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's not sinful. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we should be supporting them. And, uh, you know, right now I've got a day job, but if, if I didn't have this or even when I go out with a day job, if I go out somewhere and I travel and I go and I preach and I teach, Scripture says if I am given a speaker's fee for that, I have a right to it. That's not sinful. Yep. So I, I take issue with some of you that take an attitude that somehow that's questionable, even if it were the case. But I have no problem being open about everything we do and, and how we do it and why we do it. And everything that we can do for free, we certainly do. Uh, and the things that cost money, we try to recoup that money. And, yes, there are people that get paid for what they do. How about this? When Adler helps me put together curriculum, I pay him for it. You know why? He ought to be paid for it. Mm-hmm. Is it helping reach and disciple people? Absolutely. But he has that coming. When I go and teach and preach somewhere, if, if sometimes I get paid for it, sometimes I don't, when I get paid for it, I have a right to it. That's not sinful. Uh, now, sometimes uh, you know it, it costs more to get somewhere than it does. That's all right, too. Uh, I'm going to do what God called me to do. And in our particular deal, we do conferences. We just started doing them because, frankly, we wanted a conference to have high challenge and high equipping. We were having a hard time getting other conferences to do the equipping part. We still love what they do. They just do it differently than we do. But we also, unlike a lot of ministries, like I just said, we'll go and teach 50 men in a room in some small town in Louisiana. So, so it's, uh, you know, and, and if you'd like to, you know, get out of the stands and do your part, we'd love to have you. Uh, so just let me know. Uh, all right. So Bubba, we have some stuff that's funny. So you, you have a, a, a reporter uh, that uh, that gets grilled at the Notre Dame presser, and the re- and this is about the 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 reporters play calling in an elementary school flag football game by by Marcus Freeman. But, so, but his son plays on the team. Correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so so here, here here this is a a great exchange uh, with Marcus Freeman and a reporter. Here we go. Because he makes things happen when it is. All right, my turn. Yep. Fire away. Okay. Right. Two things. Right. <laughs> 
Second, third grade championship game, okay? Two trips to the red zone, zero points. One play was a reverse pass that was intercepted in the red zone. You were the offense coordinator on that? I'm out. Thoughts on the red zone play calling? What's your thoughts on those red zone play calling? No, uh, they were attacking the run so much with Nico and Nolan, I thought we could drop one over their head. But maybe the elements, the mud, the game, yeah. it wasn't great for them. So. It's good. It's good. Basics probably is the way to go there. Last question. There was a Nico Freeman in that same game that had a long run that was uh, negated by only having one flag on. Whose responsibility is to make sure the young man has two flags on? I think it would be the guy in the huddle, which could be me, but you might be able to blame Coach Stanley on the Oh, sideline. you're, you're <laughs> passing blame. Come on, Tim. you got to <laughs> yeah. own it now. <laughs> I noticed you didn't ask about the fourth and fifth grade thrilling championship games. <laughs> yeah. I did. I was going to finish with congratulations on your two championship wins yesterday. And, uh, you know, head coaches get the credit sometimes when they deserve and don't deserve. But um, congrats on two wins. It was good. D minus in the first game and I think yeah. in the second. But you won. So that, yes, you found right. a way to win. That's important, man. So appreciate that. That was a lot of fun yesterday. So <laughs> third row on your left, Peeper. I thought Tim's game plan was good. They just didn't always execute. That's right. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the reality. That's the simple answer. <laughs> What a great opportunity for him to question yeah, the reporter about his play calling in the flag football game. That's funny. So also, what if you're a coach for something like that, you look over and you see him as one of the parents. You're like, oh, wow, I know, a little right. pressure. Yeah, and uh, and so also we we have um, um, this this Taylor Swift thing continues. You know, a uh, lot of people are concerned yeah. uh, for Taylor being around Jackson Mahone. Yeah, uh, he Mahomes. Yeah, he Mahomes. He's got a, motto, though, that he's got quite yeah. a little track record, and you know, people were telling uh, were telling her to stay clear of him, right? And uh, and he seems to be really working himself into the uh, real close to her in the box. Yeah, that's so cringy. He's part of their little celebration dance thing right here. It's oh. Buddy, don't do that. Oh, that is the cringiest thing I've right. ever seen. Well, it's um, he is know. a he's a little social media attention guy, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He he's the guy that when you know, there's certain people that you know if their family member is a celebrity, they can handle it. And then there's those people if their family member is a, is a celebrity, they they it just opens up the door to all kinds of problems. Right, Greg? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I was sitting here going, right, Greg? <laughs> you really didn't have a big comment on that one, no? did you? <laughs> quiet over there. Oh. I don't think I got any charges like he does. anybody know hey. Basement Joe? So the leader of the free world, uh, once again, he's going to claim that he vaccinated the nation. <laughs> um, that's a lot of shots. That's a lot of shots, but you won't believe... Uh, uh, how he says, uh, how he justifies us vaccinating the nation as well. You're going to love the thing he says that is absolutely incorrect. I mean, nothing could be further from the actual truth than what he's about to say, but that's kind of been his life for over 40 years. So here we go. Here's Joe Biden saying he vaccinated or we vaccinated the nation. Here we go. No, starting on day one in the middle of the pandemic, we vaccinated a nation the greatest operational effort ever undertaken by this country, operational. And we did it with the, a strategy based on science, not on politics. Now, <laughs> science is exploring whether the 
mRNA technology that brought us safe and effective COVID vaccines can be used against cancer. Uh, first of all, whether you like or don't like the program of vaccinating a nation, as he's calling it, that was actually Trump uh, on, on Operation. What was it called? Warp, uh, warp, speed. warp speed. That was to get the vaccine made, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, so he actually really laid down the groundwork for what yeah. he's talking about. And then he says the thing that just isn't true. It was completely based on politics and not science. Mm-hmm. Uh, it couldn't be based on science because this was an experimental vaccine that did not follow the normal the normal uh, process of us putting out a new drug because of Operation Warp Speed. Basically, we were told it's we're in such dire straits, we're going to have to just put together a vaccine, skip a few steps, and y'all line up and everybody get it. And if you don't, we'll take your job from you or... Uh, this and then if you were if you said I have some concerns about the vaccine you you're you were silenced and removed from platforms which that means it wasn't science <laughs> science would have been the uh, the conversation would have continued with scientists with debate yeah and scientists dissenting and, and dece- right. uh, consenting opinion so what happened was any doctors or scientists that thought this was something to be concerned about were silenced and only those that got in line were allowed to be heard. So it wasn't based on science. It was almost entirely based on politics. Yeah. <laughs> and I had heard, I thought them uh, using this treatment maybe towards cancer was not, he asked like it happened just because of the vaccine. I Correct. think that conversation was already. Well, in. I think this is going to be a spinoff of the research. Uh, we talked about that. There's a lot of uh, opportunity with this. It, it clearly is not completely dialed in yet. But, you know, it, it's, it's a process, and you have to evolve it. I, I think he's trying to put a bow tie on a situation that was hit and missed at best. Um, you know, and again, this goes to the thing. If you would just admit, and, and this goes back to the science, that, hey, there was a lot of people had problems with this, and this was the problems they were having. Right. Even Pfizer has it on their website now. Uh, it would make it easier to believe. You know, instead of you just trying to tell us that this was the greatest thing ever done and I did it, it was wonderful. How about this? I think you ought to get up there and say, look, we had a huge effort to get these vaccines. It started with President Trump. They did a great job. I took it over, helped get it out to everybody. Um, It was fairly successful. We did have some problems with it. We're working on it, trying to move it forward. I mean, I can accept that absolutely, as opposed to this constant, I did, and this was the greatest ever, and, you know, don't question it. You're you're exactly right. That's what bothers me. I don't have a problem, as you just said. We were in a tough situation that we didn't really have any precedent on, and we did the best we could. Some of it we did right. Some of it, looking back, probably we could have done better. And that term, safe and effective, safe and effective, we heard that everywhere from the media, from from uh, the White House. And if you look at the purchaser agreement that when a country buys the vaccine from Pfizer, if you look in the agreement, uh, the purchaser acknowledges that the vaccine and materials being used in the vaccine, uh, it's being rapidly developed due, the, due to the emergency situation of the pandemic. The purchaser, the purchaser further, further acknowledges that the long-term effects and the efficacy, the effectiveness, of the vaccine are not currently known. And there may be adverse effects of the vaccine that are not currently known. That was in the agreement when these countries bought it from Pfizer. Yet what, what Pfizer said to the public, what politicians said to the public, and what the mainstream media said to the public is completely contrary to what is in the agreement that the countries made when they bought the, the vaccine and, from Pfizer. And here's the thing. What you just read that was in the agreement, okay, that's not up for debate, 
makes sense. That should be in the agreement because that's that's the mm. truth. It has been rushed to market. It is experimental. There are things that might be have there may be adverse side effects that we can't know yet because of the emergency we're in. What's wrong with just saying that? You couldn't say it. I wouldn't even really fault you just saying, "Yeah, I, I can understand that." But you but what I don't like is when you pretend that that everything perfect and went great. <laughs> we, we we solved it. Perfect. I mean, there's there's no mention of the fact that it it, it, it didn't keep people from getting it yeah. after, after we had the first mutation. Uh, there's nothing in there about the the myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not in there. Um, these things really did happen. It's like we're living in, like I said, this fake world. We even have a pretend vaccine. Yeah. We, we're pretending the vaccine has does something and can do things it doesn't do. Yeah, and has it done? We've we've talked about this, but wouldn't it be amazing if we treated uh, politicians like we do coaches? What if you were getting beat twenty one to nothing going into half, and the reporter goes, well, "How'd you play, man? We did great. I think yeah, the team is, is really working. functioning yeah. well. Yeah. We seem to be moving the ball well. Yeah. No, and can, no, we're down by twenty one. Coach, you're getting beat twenty one to nothing. That's right, but man, we look good. We're gonna keep uh, doing what we've been we're doing. Keep on doing. Matter of fact, I thought we played perfect in the first half. Yeah, not gonna change anything. <laughs> You're not changing it. I mean, they'd be grilled. Uh, but these politicians, yeah, you just get a pass. Here comes Hansie Biden. Now, <laughs> now we have a science, a female science medical recipient, um, yep. and he grabs her hand and won't let go. Here we go. Oh goodness, he holds on so long. The National mm-hmm. Medal of Science no, is being presented. He started. To He's holding her hand of the University of Michigan. Still well, holding her hand. Contributions. She to doesn't know what to do. Of the brain biology of emotion. She's supposed to get a medal. Her seminal discoveries of the molecular. <laughs> but she's just still holding. Being held genetic oh. by the president. Still holding. Palms are starting to sweat. You know it. Oh, I bet his hand is so soft. Feel bad for the guy with the medal. Yes. For treatments heavier than he was. Yes. Public health. Still holding her hand. Shoulders are stinging. Opioid epidemic. You could smile if you, you smile, President. Still holding her hand. Wow. Oh no. Oh, wow. That's so bad. Wow. Okay. Did he, he know? When, when he stands there with the mouth kind of half open, like he's. Hmm. No, he forgot he was holding, yeah. shaking hands. Now, now watch him. That we got a male science medal recipient. Now watch oh, what what happened. Walker. He gets so confused on this one, and and what's so sad about what we've been talking about? All the guy really gets is coughed on by the president. Yeah. <laughs> so here, so so here we go. Okay. Oh gosh, he's trying to help the guy in a walker. Well, that's a bad oh no! Does he Greg, think he's Greg, taking Greg, his What does walker? that move look like? Greg, I what got is, it. What yeah. does that move exactly. look like? Now he's coughing. Yeah. On. Okay. There there he goes. Let me tell you, if all people need to help you off stage, it's not the president. No, let me say that, that is not his thing. National Medal of T- That's a bad <laughs> mixture, Rick. When you take when you take a gentleman with a walker and yes. put him on the stage with President Biden, not that is a good. Bad combination. Hey, go back to when he walks through the camera. It's <laughs> almost good. like the president's like, "Hey, that's my walker." Yeah, right. Where are you going? Watch right there. Hey, guys, hand. Give like me he wants to shake walker. somebody's hand. He's Look. trying to shake the walker. Oh, he's still God. trying to shake he's his hand. Oh, now he's helping. Okay. Now he's coughing into his hand. All right. Bubba, everybody realizes now how dangerous the world is. Cut three. Everybody realizes now how dangerous the world is and how Biden has got us in a world that has gone mad. MSNBC has finally found their narrative. It would be wor- it would be worse if Trump was in charge. Okay, so that's so, where they're going. Yeah. Yeah, so, they, they come, <laughs> so so here, oh, yeah. so here, here, here it is. Oh, they're great. You know, I I am interested in what Liz Cheney says, Mary, but I'm more interested in when she says it. And it was interesting to me that she was out yesterday. I mean, she it's the first time she's spoken since Trump celebrated Hezbollah, called them quote very smart. Um, it's the first time she's sort of made an appearance. 
since some of this new reporting has come out, John Carl had some of it, and, and we had it here here um, when that first broke. Um, and it's the first time that I think a broad coalition of Americans realizes that if Donald Trump were president right now, the world would be a much much more dangerous place. <laughs> much. That's, yeah. There's the narrative. That's what they've been looking don't for. Don't they, how do we spin this? Hey, what about this? It would be even more dangerous I, if I Trump was there. It's bad now, to, but. I hate to tell you, but uh, the numbers don't back that up, man. Nope. The only president of my lifetime to not start a new war is Donald Trump. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You can, I'm afraid you can take their their four years and, and compare them side by side. Uh, yeah. yeah. The records stand for themselves. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. To the phones we go. Uh, Landon is in Sweet Home, Alabama. Landon, you're on. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, y'all need to look up Shane Gillis. He's a uh, stand-up comedian, but he's got the best Trump impersonation there is. And you need to go listen to when he talks about the speech whenever the Navy SEALs catch Abu, whatever his name is, from ISIS. You know, I wonder, okay. if, I wonder if we've heard him before, because yeah. people have brought this up before, and we played one guy. That How really... about uh, email us a link to it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But I think I know someone's called in this before. I don't know the same guy. And we played a guy that was really, really good. The, and I, the and best... I wonder. Trump impersonator was that uh, construction worker yeah, that the time. Hard boy, yeah, the hard hat. I mean, he was dead. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He even yeah. looked like him. And I, yeah. Yeah. He, he so, may be related. So, so in, Adder, you have this guy? Shane Gillis is very funny, yes. He's very crude, but he's very mm-hmm. funny. Oh, he is crude. Okay. He is. If y'all want to hear okay. a quick so, uh, Trump impersonation, okay. here is uh, here's Shane Gillis doing Trump. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. He died like a dog. That yeah. is good. That is good. <laughs> He's got his meter down. Yeah, that's good. He died like a dog. Uh, Chad, Gunnersville, Alabama. Chad, go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing this morning? Fantastic. Hey, I just want to talk about the, uh, the the new narrative that y'all were just bringing up about you know Trump was the worst. But you're, y'all are actually correct. I'm retired military, and if you go back and pull the records. There was no war started in those four years. Nothing. So, most dangerous? That's hard for me to believe on that side of things. But well, that's, I don't listen to the media anyway. So, that's just you know. another That's just another liberal anchor who has a eat-up case of Trump derangement. That's mm-hmm. all it is. You know, Betty was talking about this yesterday. She said, it, it's just, it's almost comical. Yep. We've got all this going on in the world. All the news could talk about yesterday was Trump. Oh, of course. They're the whole five with, o'clock newscast. The, I mean, the, the five thirty network news was all about Trump, and you know the trial and this and one thing and another. And I know, you know, that's going on too. But uh, you you think that they they dis they dislike him so much they could talk about something else? Well, they're they're terrified that he's going to be president again. They don't. I mean, they're 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 completely terrified of it, which really probably only makes people want him more that are tired of the way things are being done. Rick, bad news. What? Cher said if he is reelected, she's moving. Cher's moving again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, doggone it. Uh, bad news. David and Decatur. <laughs> David, go ahead. Welcome. Hey, Rick. Uh, Hope you guys are having a great day. We are. You know, man, I've got a, I got a couple of these old cars I do weddings with. I've talked to you about that before, but sure. I did a wedding two weekends ago, 
at this farm and it was beautiful and they do a lot of rescue animals and they have these great Pyrenees dogs that guard everything, you know. Well, during the wedding, pre-wedding pictures, uh, one of those great Pyrenees just walked up and peed all over the photographer. Oh, why the pictures were going on? That's a lot of pee. Why the pictures were going on. Better him than the people being photographed. Yes, yes. we've been the bride. Yeah, that... Just a boot soaker. Oh, man. Oh. More like great pee on knees. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, it's a pun. It was a pun. It was a pun. John Indicator as well. John, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Listen to the river. Go ahead. Good morning, Rick and Bubba. Hey, man, I was calling about that guy that called earlier about you guys getting paid for the man's church. I applaud you. I mean, you, you see these, you guys aren't driving around in Lamborghinis with private jets flying you all over the place, and, and it's just ridiculous. Well, you guys are putting out a ministry that is so needed that men need to hear, and it's just controversy that just doesn't need to happen. Well, a lot of times, and, and there's some people that, and that's fine, that comes with it, but what I always would pose, okay, so if you would like for everything that we do to be done at no, no ticket price, no anything, are you, sir— be, want to be the first person that goes into your account and you will cover, I'll send you the cost, everything we have. Are you willing to cover it or help cover it? And usually the answer, and usually the answer, and usually the answer is no. And, uh, and, and again, you know, you can do it two ways, but you can never win. Let's say that we didn't do tickets. We didn't, all of, all of our resources were free. And then we were always having banquets, and I don't fault people who do it this way, always asking you to donate to try to help because we definitely put our money into it, which we do. But there's no way that there's that, that we wouldn't need help. Then people will complain because you're asking for donations. So it's, uh, you know, you, yeah. you, you, we try our, our, uh, to be a we provide the revenue that we need to do what we want to do through coffee sales, through book sales, through through conferences, and uh, and through trying to make uh, the curriculum everything. I promise you this, you will not find any anyone that sells curriculum at a better price than we do for what you get. Not even close. And uh, so, uh, but yeah, usually those people like to complain, but if you ask them, would you like to help us not have to do that? Eh. Then, then suddenly, and then I always want to know, what are you doing to reach and disciple men? What are you doing to reach and disciple anyone? What are you doing to advance the kingdom? And uh, and if you give me a great resume, I go, well, good. We'll sit down and talk with us. But usually it's, I just kind of like being the people try to poke holes in it. I don't really <laughs> like to be part of it. Um, that's why most churches run off 20% of the congregation, does everything. The other 80 just sit around and complain. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Barry and Gadston Z ninety three. Barry, go ahead. Hey guys, hey hey Rick, I got a question. Uh, but do you think that your two sons got together and said, "Hey, I'm going to have my wedding. Let's pull one over on Dad." And I'll tell you what, I'll do mine within thirty days. And let's just pull one over on. It. You know what? <laughs> Many would say they owed me that. Yeah. And so you know, I never thought about that. That that may actually there may be actually some merit to that. I never yeah. thought of that. <laughs> Well done, fellas. Uh, look, I'm glad to get two of them married. That was great. Um, all right, so a couple of things. First of all, let's admit it. Sometimes we try to get out of tickets by finding some way no. to say, well, you know, I just had head to work. You know, you know, I work on Rick and Bubba's show. And uh, sometimes that can help you, and, and, and sometimes it can make the situation worse. But yeah. uh, you're going to see uh, an, uh, a, a police officer – Pulling over one of the New Orleans Saints and uh, Chris, how do you say his last name? 
I don't know, but he's the top wide receiver for the Saints. If you're male, though, Rick, you don't oh. have near, near as many options. Olave? You really don't. No, you really can't don't. cry. They don't care. Is it Olave? Is it Olave? <laughs> o L A V E. Olave? I guess Olave? so. I don't know. Olave? Good job. Good uh, whatever job, his name is. Olave. Who cares? I mean, no, but anyway, it, it's a New Some Orleans thing. The, the, the bit is the police officer does not seem to care at all that he plays for the Saints. And he does try to play the card. And you have to well, give him props for that. Try. you got to try every card you got. All right, so so here we go. He was going 70 and a 30, which is reckless driving, so you get arrested for that. And this is him oh, wow. right after he got put on cuffs. Put get arrested cuffs for that? Yeah. So, I need you to stand right over here by my car. Yeah. Mm. arrest? Mm-hmm. Yep. For real? Yeah. I'm bad, though. I play for the Saints, man. And? You have any yeah, on you? Not- <laughs> and, and my bad dog. He started with my bad dog. My bad dog. I played for the Saints. And a, he was a Buckeye. I think he was a receiver for the Buckeyes. Oh, I think oh I yeah, know I know. Who that I remember is. that name. Good player. Yeah, he was. Of course, heck of a player. Little, a little, little brisk and a thirty-five. But yeah, <laughs> I didn't know they would cuff you. I didn't either. Man you get arrested for seventy and a thirty-five. Arrested was bigger. Yeah, Rick, I, I I did not see this personally, but I was told one time about a, a young lady who uh he got pulled over and it, it was you know it was kind of a nitpicky uh, charge maybe and she thought she could get out of it and she was not going to be let out of it and the officer you know kept her a little longer than she wanted to and gave her a ticket and she looked down at him as he handed her the ticket and uh, she said am i free to go and he said yes ma'am you are and she said, by the way, you missed a belt loop and took off. <laughs> That's funny. You had to get one little dig in. Yeah. One little dig. So what's the Saints yeah, record? Can somebody pull up the Saints record for me? I think me, they're right? like three and four right now. Yeah, see there. Mm-hmm. So you can't. Good. They ain't nobody going to let you have a ticket. And, no. No. And, okay, and, three and four. And it is Olave. Y'all yeah, are right. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, if you, let's good. say the Saints yeah. are undefeated if right now. If you're seven and oh. Yep. No ticket. You might get some love. Yeah, they're three and four. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Falcons are four and three. Bucks are three and three. They're three and four. So everybody's still in it. Yeah, yeah they're, right. They're yeah, all right. right there just <laughs> oh, listen, bad, There's the Panthers win, winless at 0-6. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As bad as the Vikings are, the Central Division is so bad, they're, they're like in second place oh, or yeah. something. I mean, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean, get a bye. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, the whole the whole division's below 500. Bubba, I know, you're, ex- the I know you're excited about the NBA about to start their season. How about that? I know you're stoked about that. You know, uh, I watched a little bit uh, of uh, the kickoff last night, believe it or not, um, with the uh, Denver Nuggets getting their rings and the trophy and all that, and they hosted the the Lakers last night as their big tip-off game. But did you know that the NBA welcomed Che Flores, the first openly non-binary trans referee? Time out. No, Time out. All them titles. I don't even know what all that means. So I know. Non-binary right, so let me, means you're, so neither, you're neither, neither male or female. You're neither. Well, can you be trans, trans and non-binary? Yeah, that does seem like it's... What am I trying to say? You've got to be something to start with and something you ended up on, right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're in a I rundown. I think it was a... She thinks she's a guy. Nice ears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not really has have to do anything with it the That doesn't come into effect. So she's not binary. That means that she... Jumps back and forth, right? She's really no. But Greg, if I'm non-binary, I, I don't know. How I can I be either. trans if I won't acknowledge gender at all? 
And in order to be trans, don't I have to acknowledge a gender that I'm transitioning from? Yeah, that I went from to the other. Right? Look, Rick, you know, we got. I'm not being disrespectful. I truly don't. Uh, Honestly, I just don't have that much time to spend on gender every day. I mean, I I I think of it it just every now and then, you know. But uh, that's it. Well, can can I can I can I give those in this? Maybe when I'm going to the bathroom or headed home. That's uh, it. You know, can I give those in this in this society, uh, this community, uh, just some hints? Um, if you really want your life to just be, can I not just live the way I want to live? This doesn't help because really what you need to do is just say, Hey, I'm Che Flores. I'd like to be an NBA referee and then pass all the vetting that you're good enough to be one and go be one. Yeah. You know, blow have- the whistle and play ball. Yeah. yeah make, make, I ain't got no problem. Make good calls. Uh, call, well, you, call, call you know, <laughs> well, um, play ball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but they said be right. Greg, they said because she does not like to acknowledge gender, that she's going to be allowed just to hold up a color when there's a foul. <laughs> okay, I have a question for Greg. It, when you're looking at somebody, yeah. do you first focus on ears, nose, yeah. mouth. On that particular person. Well, no, I'm just saying because I or does no, you I'm just stand about, out. You, you point some out people have ears that you can't help but just scream ears. Right, but ears. You, you seem to That's point not out. True, Greg. I, see, That's I would nobody in here would have done that. that. Well, you point out ears a lot, and, yeah. and so I didn't know. Do you, is that your focus? Do you no, go it's not to, so much my focus, hey, but, but, but if they are very, you know, a little out of ordinary, some reason they just jump out. The other five in the room saw the picture. Did the ears stand out until Greg mentioned it? Y'all didn't notice those. No, ears. I, d- I didn't. I do I now. Did not. I do now. Yeah. First thing That's I saw. I can see. That's I didn't. I, but no, well, to answer oh, your question. Okay, so you look up and your first reaction is not go wow. Okay, ears. wait a minute. That's not the picture I had. Now, if I'd seen yeah. that picture, yeah, okay. that's I don't know. I'm looking at the nose. Okay, the nose is a lot too, but. But the, right, those guys. ears, yeah. because we're talking about gender, I'm trying to see, you know, if 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 you can detect anything. That's what that's I was doing. Right, right. Yeah. No, the ears have nothing to do with that. Right. Well, I, that was just I, I was just asking because that that's, that's something you a, focus on a ears, lot, right there. But it could be ears are fine. I'm looking. No, if you got a big bunch of ears, I'm gonna notice it. A big bunch of ears. <laughs> I'll probably notice wow. it. Wow. What about what about tiny ears? Do you notice tiny? ears? No, I don't notice them as good. What about just weird shaped ears? Mm. Of course, yes. Well, well like, like kind of give an, an example. Kind of an elf look. Greg does make a it. good point. With all the surgery uh, going on here with with yeah. this person, can't you tuck them ears back? Yeah, pin them I back. mean, you, 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 you've done some major <laughs> overhaul on things. Can't you hit them ears on the way out? Bo, you know what I mean? That's a great point. <laughs> look, right. while you're rerouting everything, yeah. go on and pin them ears back. <laughs> if you don't mind. Why you can't stay There's your quote. There's a, there's a Greg Burgess there, quote. There, there's, that, there's that feeling that I have. It comes around every now and then where I almost wanted to creep out of the show crawling. <laughs> right, yeah, you and, and, like, and like, I wonder if I could be not associated with it. <laughs> you looked at me and I thought, is it to get around me and get out? Speedy brought it back up. Really. Well, I didn't know. It was uncontrolled. I didn't know if that's what you, I mean, because you're obviously sizing them up. And, and I didn't know if you start on the side and then move in I, I or just, what. I just see things. Bubba made the best point. When somebody says, now a picture of someone who claims to be non-binary is on the screen, <laughs> who looks at their ears first? <laughs> that was the first thing I saw. I know, Greg. We made that quite clear. <laughs> Rick, you remember them fake plastic ears we had when we were kids? We were still on going. Halloween. It's yeah. 9.59. We're still on the air. Still Greg. going. We're still on the still air. Still going. <laughs> the Ferengi. <laughs> yeah, a couple of catcher's mitts. <laughs>
still going. Right. Uh, it's almost, it's uncontrollable. <laughs> but, but the pin back, a lot, a lot of people have oh, the pin back. Oh, the back works. Oh, sure. 30 yeah. seconds, Greg. Well, you can only it pin back. like a lily pad from the side. 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> Greg, you, Greg, you, Greg, you can only pin back so many times. <laughs> <laughs> the ears are pretty easy, though. You know? Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, Rick and Bubba, inviting you to tomorrow's Rick and Bubba show. Rick, it'll be a big and busy show as always. We'll get you up to date on the war in the Middle East. Do we have a Speaker of the House? And we'll read hate email from Bigger people to Greg. All tomorrow on a brand new Rick and Bubba show. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out a. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.